Hi, this is your host, Nisa Harris, and you are listening to Shomea Ve'one Tehillim and Other Hebrew Text Podcast, episode 52. The following is the recitation of Psalm 47, aka Perak or Mizmor Mem Zion. After the recitation, stay tuned to hear more about this Mizmor. Psalm 47. Lamnatseach livne korach mizmor. Kol ha'amim tik'u chaf. Hariu lelohim bekol rina. Ki adonai elyon nora. Melech gadol al kol ha'aretz. Yedaber amim tachtenu ule umim tachat raglenu yuchar lanu et nachalatenu et geon yakov asher ahev sela. Allah Elohim Bitrua Adonai Bekol Shofar Zamru Elohim Zameru Zamru Limalkenu Zameru Ki Melech Kol Haaretz Elohim Zamru Maskil Malach Elohim Al Goyim Elohim Yashav Al Kisei Kacho Nidivei Amim Ne'esafu Am Elohei Avraham Ki Lelohim Maginei Eretz Me'od Na'ala The overall theme of this psalm is that there is a massive wide celebration with singing, clapping, and shofar blasts, much akin to the way that an earthly king would be celebrated during a coronation, calling all nations of the world to accept that Hashem is the one true king and the God of the world. There are differing opinions regarding what events this is associated with. Some say it could have happened after B'nai Israel defeated their first enemy and they are recognizing God as their savior and king by way of this great tribute, or it could be when bringing the Aron of Hashem to the Beit HaMikdash, thus marking a clear time when Hashem was in control, or uh, Radak, Malbim, Ibn Ezra, all say it's referring to the future, when we are crowning Mashiach as king, with everyone accepting the yoke of Hashem, and therefore creating a time of peace, speaking to a moment in the future that we yearn for. 
This mizmor is typically said before the shofar is blown on Rosh Hashanah on both days, repeated seven times, perhaps correlated with the certain words repeated in the psalm that many times, as well as other connecting symbolism to accepting Hashem as God. And the blowing of the shofar reminding us who is in our presence closely at that time. This psalm again is in the Bnei Korach series, which I have to bring to your attention because every psalm starting from what we deemed as the second book of Tehillim so far has included the word maskil, with the exception of Psalm 43, which is considered connected to 42, and 46, which is considered connected to this psalm. Furthermore, I will bring your attention to the fact that the Bnei Korach series here ends in two psalms from now and actually starts up again in Psalm 82 through 88. And the only time the word maskil appears again is in the last psalm in 88 for the Korach series. In all those other psalms, the word appears in the first Pasuk. But in this psalm, it's weaved into Pasuk Chet. I think that its placement and usage help us learn out something significant. So first of all, the word maskil itself is understood as a musical instrument or an instruction or education being given over, or as we indicated back in Psalm 32, a piece of knowledge or enlightenment for all to hear. In Pesach Chet, God has just ascended his throne and just before the conclusion of the coronation ceremony, declaring his rulership over all nations, it says, Zamru maskil sing a maskil song. Right before this, there were shofar blasts, and in Pasuk 7, it repeats Zamru a few times. Zamru Elohim Zameru, Zamru Lamalkeinu Zameru, sing, O sing to God, sing, O sing to our King. So only here in the fifth repetition of the word Zamer in our Pasuk Chet, it says specifically what to sing to him, and that is a maskil. I think it's it's guiding the reader to sing about all the enlightenment of what we have come to understand thus far in the Bnei Korach psalm series since Psalm 42. I imagine them bursting out in song, singing the last few psalms with its lessons in their heart. Lessons that they have in this moment a new vantage point on since everything turned out well and that is why they celebrate despite how bad things might have looked. And the author gives this directive to sing it out loud, sing it to God. Why did we need such a directive? Shouldn't we just sing whatever is in our hearts at the time? I think there's a lesson here. I I can best compare it to what I know and recognize that we live in a technological age where wisdom is literally at our fingertips and we get enlightened all the time, right? Sometimes that enlightenment is great and refreshing and validating and encourage us to build ourselves up and moves us forward. Other times we can reach new understandings and then feel at a loss or more alone than ever because ultimately we didn't have someone to help us unpack what we just learned, perhaps because it was too personal a topic, etc., When Pasuk 8 directs us to sing our enlightenment, it is instructing us on the final step in the recipe for how to use your enlightened stage. Sing it, say it, share it, spread it. 
in this psalm, cases in this psalm's case, it it seems like a a moment of blatant clarity and recognition, where it's easy to sing it from the rooftops. How enlightened the author feels about the fact that God is surely the one and only ruler of the world. However, it brings me back to the phrase "bina hagigi" when uh, we saw that in Psalm five, where we ask that Hashem intuits our understanding if we can't fully express it because it's not always so clear. So the act or desire of trying to express it nonetheless is what helps to complete that connection. When we learn something new about ourselves, when we gain a deeper understanding of who we are or why we are dealing with things the way we are, we don't always know what to do with that information. And often it keeps We keep it to ourselves, and therefore, we don't actually connect with what we have learned, and we are inhibiting ourselves from growing to a greater potential simply because we did not share it. I don't think you need to sing it to them, but the idea being, if you find that you have come to a clearer understanding of something, for example, the way relationships work, or something to do with your mental or physical well-being, etc., or that you need to accept help, what, but, are, but you're too private about that topic or it doesn't seem significant enough to share, I would encourage you to tell over your enlightenment with integrity to the right trusted people so that they can help guide you forward once the dialogue has actually been started because every bit you share can help you build stronger connections forward. May we have the ability and courage to share that which we have gleaned in a way that is received well and helps us grow closer to achieving our potential connections with ourselves, others, and Hashem. The learning and recitation for this psalm is Leulei Nishmat, Esther Horgan, mother of six, most recent terrorist victim in the heartbreaking list of many. May all their neshamas have an aliyah, and may their families be comforted, and may the nation of Israel not have to fear for their lives simply living as who they are. And may we see the kind of peace described in this psalm in our day, with no more suffering, and all nations recognizing, accepting, and complying with how to achieve true peace. Stay tuned until after this quick break. If there is an episode that you would like to sponsor, or if you have any questions, please email me at nurseNisa1, N-U-R-S-E-N-I-S-A, the number one, at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to join the Facebook group to be aware of upcoming episodes Please subscribe and share. Thank you for joining.